Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest episode of The Wild Bunch. We're your hosts, Joe Hernandez and Gregory Valdez. Guys, first and foremost, just a little apology to y'all. We know we promised an episode on complacency this week, but two things happened. One, our guest, Brian Magluyuan, could not make it uh, this week. He's actually moving to Denton, but we'll be here next week, so you will be getting that episode still. Next thing is, we have gotten a slew of questions from you guys, and the topic has been pretty consistent questions regarding social media. So that will be the theme of today's episode. And what better, especially right now with so much opinion floating around social media, it being such a big part of our lives, we are in the middle of one of the most heated elections here in Texas. Holy shit. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. And so we're really glad that you submitted your questions because it's going to help us focus what we're going to talk about today. I think that the sky is the limit when we're talking about social media. So thank you. And again, we really appreciate everything that you submitted. We're going to get to everything today. And taking a step back, what is social media? What is social media? Well... I think social media is media that inspires social integration, communication, planning, coordination, all that kind of stuff, fancy jibble-jabble kind of thing. And don't forget digital networking. Digital networking, yes, all Mm. of the above. So Greg, what social media apps or programs do you currently have in use? Okay, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Snapchat. Okay, me and myself, Facebook, rarely use it. Instagram, use all the time. Snapchat, have used it a lot less recently for whatever reason. And I don't have a LinkedIn. I kind of don't intend on making one, but that's my own little personal uh, rebellion against uh, that kind of thing. Yeah? Yes. Why are you rebellious against LinkedIn? I think LinkedIn is great for networking yourself, but the line of work that I'm in, I don't want to use it in order to network myself. You know, let's be frank, people. LinkedIn is boring. So why... (laughs) That's about as much as we'll talk about LinkedIn today. (laughs) Very true. So when it comes to my social media, I use it for a few reasons. For Facebook, almost purely so that I can go ahead and keep in contact with family, certain friends. On the business side of things, it lets me keep in contact with clients and put my work out there so that I can be discovered and be referred to. And that's pretty beneficial on many levels for me to go ahead and do more digital-based work. Yeah. Instagram, we've talked a lot about branding and self-identity along these episodes, no matter the topic. And Instagram really leans into that. For me, it's the representation of my self-identity and brand in one Whatever I'm sharing, whatever I'm posting, the picture, the video, and the caption is really a reflection on what I've seen, what I'm encountering in my daily life, and how I feel about it. Yeah, me, myself, it's, I mean, my social media use is much, much simpler in the sense that Instagram is my main one. I'm all about the Instagram. I love me some memes. I love looking at different funny videos, all that stuff. I like taking pictures, and that's the place to do it is Instagram. And that's pretty much it. I use it just as a personal account, not really to gain anything or to promote anything. Yeah, I think that Joe and I have used social media and Instagram very heavily in the past for exchanging specifically memes. Right. I think that's worth mentioning because 
there was a point when we weren't living in the same city and with our buddy Lou, who is going to love hearing his own name in this podcast, <laughs> would basically tag each other in memes and pictures all day. Tags are nice, you know? I like the idea of getting tagged or tagging someone because that means that someone's scrolling through this Instagram feed, right? Mm -hmm. They see a picture or something and the initial thing is, oh, this reminds me of Greg or this reminds me of Joe. I'm gonna tag them. So to me, it's like, oh, this reminds, you thought of me. You know what I mean? It's nice. It's a nice gesture toward other people. It's another way to be reminded that you're being thought of. Yes. And feels good. We would we would purposely and still do this, not follow the same account sometimes, so that we to have room for tags. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. We've we already coordinate. Seen it. Uh, there's been times where we've literally been to like, oh, dude, look at this. Oh, you follow them? And I was like, yeah. Oh, okay, I won't follow them yet. You, <laughs> yeah. you just tag me. You just tag me and all their stuff. There's been times <laughs> when we'll be scrolling through the feed before we look at our tags, and you like, oh, Joe tagged me in this. I can see the comments. <laughs> So yes, that deep. So let's get on to these questions. Because it's going to really take us through the meat of our topic today. Right. And so let's have it. What's that first question, Joe? All right. First question, Greg. It talks about, ah, likes. So this question says, what do likes mean to girls versus guys or to varying personality types? So I think what the uh, listener was asking basically is like, how do we perceive likes? Is it different between male and females? Is it different between personality types? It's definitely a different motive and different incentive for each type of personality and person, male and female. I think also it's based on platform. Right. So on Facebook, which is the original big daddy of social media, yeah. you'd put your status update up and right, it's just, I'm eating pizza in the cafeteria. Sure. It's twofold, letting people know where I'm at, yes. what I'm doing, and then the incentive being who's going to like it and see what I'm doing and right. where I'm at. Right. What, but yeah, what does that mean for somebody? Well, I think that, uh, I think it's less of girls versus guys when thinking about this question, but I do like the idea that the listener brought up personality types. Mm -hmm. I think that personality types will kind of go in to say how a person views their likes. For instance, this particular listener mentioned that she has a very type A personality. And type A, in case you don't know, it means very organized, very, you know, everything has to be perfect, perfectionist kind of point of view on things, whether with anything. So her thing was, if I'm gonna take a picture to post onto Instagram, I'm gonna probably retake the picture a bunch of times, make sure it's perfect, take 15, 20 minutes picking the right filter, and the likes is pretty much the validation that comes with all that hard work and effort put into that picture or post. Yes. Why do we need that validation? Oh, everyone needs validation. This is true. People we love validation. Want I to love to be listened validated. to. Yeah. They want to be heard, uh -huh. recognized. We're social creatures. Yes. Humans. Yes. I mean, most of us anyways. And so there is a back and forth we want from each other socially, interacting with each other on a daily basis. Social media has made this easier. Right. And it's also made it kind of harder. Yeah. And I think that, you know, getting those likes is a, a form of instant gratification. You're gonna mm. get, if you think of a like, right? If you put a selfie and you get a like, it's almost as if we perceive that like as a compliment, right? Yes. Well, 
you can get an average, I mean, if you're me, you can get a high of 60 some likes. If you're a very, very, very attractive girl on Instagram, you can get into the thousands of thousands of likes, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're seeing these things as compliments, that's a thousand compliments with a little tiny post. Well, I mean, we don't get that many compliments in real life. I mean, we get them, but we're not getting a thousand of them. Not so consistently. No. Not so like easy coming either. We never choose. If we post a picture, odds are we know we're going to get at least some likes. Mm. You can't choose to get compliments when you're out in the real world. Hey, did you like my picture today? I'm pretty sure I did. You post a lot of pictures, <laughs> so sometimes I miss them. It's not my fault. <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> that being said, though, uh, Greg, I know that you look at likes and comments very differently than someone who's going to use an account for just personal matters. I see it as data and analytics. Because of what I do for a living, it's important for me to understand why people are engaging, why they're liking, why they're commenting, what would create a better response, what would have more people interact with a post and thus a brand. So do you still uh, feel that same sense of validation when you're getting these likes or com and comments though? Is it kind of a twofold thing for you? Yes. Okay. Because I, I feel it when somebody will comment on a picture I post asking me more about it, where it was, when it was, sure. or having something that's just related to it. If right. I ask a question in the caption. Uh -huh. Another thing is when I comment and interact on other pages and posts, uh -huh. I, I feel this back and forth in which, look, a whole part of what I'm doing is trying to share my story and then see what other stories are out there. Not literally as in what Instagram stories are being posted, but what are the stories people are telling through these platforms? Right. And I've gotten a lot of good exchange when I reach out to somebody mm -hmm. and I comment something and they might DM me back or comment back an appreciation that creates a conversation okay. that is fulfilling Okay. because we're actually engaging and the social media has allowed me to connect with somebody that I would have never been able to otherwise. We're social creatures, social media has kind of up the ante of communication and interacting with others because of its simplicity. It's in a little tiny phone that we hold in our hands. But you know what, Joe? What? You know, sometimes I, I still get pretty down when nobody's liking my picture. I, I get that. Yeah, I just, it's like the opposite of a boner. It's the opposite of the anti-boner. Not getting likes on a picture. I think that's a good segue into our next question. Go for so it. the next question is, what does social media or how does social media impact our mental health? Oh, all right. So I don't know how many of you all have ever done heroin, but <laughs> what? It's a good example. It's a good example. It's just a funny intro to the, what we're talking about. I mean, social media is the opiate of the people, as Marx would say. So uh, what Greg is saying is actually literal. They found that when we get a like, get a notification, get some form of ding, get that little ding on our phone, something comes ding. out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, our brain actually releases the neurotransmitters that are similar as to that as when you do drugs or receive a, a, a reward, get a compliment, have a loving embrace from someone that you care about. It's our reward center. It's like, hey, you've been rewarded. You've been rewarded. Yep. And if we're getting a thousand likes a day, that's a lot of reward and a lot of dopamine and serotonin being 
flushed out of our system. And just like when you don't have what's given you that feeling, you can have a withdrawal. Yeah, you feel down or you feel upset or your ego kind of just takes a hit. Social media has done a number on us people where, okay, we're looking at it for validation. Right. And if we're already looking for validation in our one-on-one human interactive way of living, person-to-person, face-to-face, then we've added another element to our lives that is just confusing us. Uh-huh. It's making things more difficult to yes. connect in our own heads. I mean, I'm, I'm talking mentally here where we have in our brains ideas, concepts, and abstract notions floating around constantly. A lot of times we can't even put these thoughts into words. We've added an element that is basically changing the paradigm in how we feel about ourselves and each other right so i think it's funny too because uh if you think about it it's it's not a fake form of interaction it is real but it's not a physical form of interaction Mm -hmm. and i think it's funny that this non-physical form of interaction can impact our physical forms of interaction so for example uh Months, months back, a while back actually, maybe like six months ago, I was dating this girl and we were on a date and we went to this really, really nice vineyard, super, super cool over in New Braunfels, very beautiful, Uh, went on the tour, we were the only two on the tour, so the guy gave us a bunch of extra wine, it was fun, it was a fun day, very intimate, very cool. But this girl was very about taking a bunch of pictures, having a bunch of selfies, oh, take a picture of me, and then asking the tour guide, oh, take a picture of us, do this, do that. And her thing was, well, she wanted to take good pictures so that she could put it on her Instagram. And she put it on her Instagram while we were sitting down about to have dinner also there at the vineyard. And she would check, you know, occasionally check that picture. I'd look. She wasn't getting any notifications or anything, but she would check that picture. Check it, check it, check it. And I was like, why do you keep looking at the picture? And she's like, well, I want to see how many likes I get. And I'm like, what does it matter? And she's like, I want to get a certain, I want this many likes. I want to get the, you know, and... To me, it was it was interesting because this was a very, very, very beautiful girl. Super, super good looking girl, decent head on her shoulders, had a career kind of thing building for her. But she put all of her validation and self-worth into getting these likes from these pictures. She was very flustered about getting likes on these kind of things. And I gotta admit, as pretty as she was, it was kind of a turnoff. She wasn't living in the moment. No, not at all. We're at this awesome, beautiful vineyard in the middle of nowhere, and you're worried about Instagram likes. Like, I could care less about Instagram likes right now. That is a big influence on our mental health because yes. living in the moment, being aware of your current situation, having self-awareness in general is just taken away Right. when you're focused on social media. Yes. And, I mean, okay, first of all, put my marketing hat on. Girl, <laughs> it's about comments nowadays. <laughs> Likes ain't shit. God. <laughs> so, for what it's worth, you better step your game up. <laughs> and then taking that hat off, it's just sad. Yeah. Because how many of us keep looking back and forth at the phone, taking away from what we're presently doing? Social media is a big, big big tie-in to technology and the digital world in general right and everyone's already got a beef with how technology has changed things for us you got your baby boomers who are like oh social media is the devil yeah and you got your gen x who are like i 
I don't even know how this shit works. Uh-huh. Then you got your millennials who are like fucking popping all over the place with, take a picture of that plate. Uh, we were at the Pearl and some lady was just fucking pointing up into the sky under a tree. Had no idea what she was pointing at. No idea. Yeah. And then you have the Gen Zers who are just... That's where they live. Yeah. And it's almost like their social interactions are so awkward because of it. You have a whole class of kids who are just texting and snapping each other. Uh-huh. And you know, not only that, going even farther than the likes, but what we see on social media. So I didn't, I, I'm pretty sure you knew this feature, but... I was looking in my settings on Instagram the other day, and it will tell you how much time a day you spend in the app. Oh yeah. I realized that in a day, I spent about 40 minutes in the app. Not all consecutive minutes, of course. This was just random times that I've been on like the app and everything. And I thought to myself, crap, that's 40 minutes a day. You multiply that by seven days a week. That's a lot of time on this app. Now, does it mean I'm gonna limit my usage? No, I love me some memes. I'm gonna use my Instagram. I like to use it. No big deal. But what it did make me think about is, depending on what is in my feed, that is a lot of stimulus and a lot of time that's being plugged into my brain during the week. Mm -hmm. And if someone is following hateful things or just things that put them down or things that are maybe sending the wrong types of messages, their mind is gonna be heavily influenced by all that stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, not to rely heavily on the heroin analogy, uh-huh. but at the, you're just you're fucking mainlining memes. Yeah, pretty much. And you're just, uh, whatever you're feeding yourself, you're just feeding it more and more and more and more, and you can't deviate from that because you become addicted. Joe, before we move on from this question, I do uh-huh. want to point out something and how this affects our mental health. My mother uh-huh. will get on Facebook, and she... He's already trying not to... And Martha. Martha. My mom's name is Martha. And everyone who knows her will straight up just... Like, oh, Martha. (laughs) She's a meme in herself. But she'll look at what's going on on Facebook and see the check-ins at this restaurant. Right. I want to go there or see the pictures of somewhere and a vacation that somebody's on. And, oh, they didn't tell me that they were going to do that. Like, she just... Yeah. Has her... Social media has its finger, has her wrapped around its finger uh-huh. in that way where she just cares too much about what other people are doing sometimes and not giving a shit about what she's doing. So this is a great, great segue into one of the next questions that we have, Greg, and it's we use social media, but how does social media use us? Oh, God. All right. I'm going to put my marketing hat back on. Social media has become an avenue for at marketing, advertising. You see the Facebook ads, you see the Instagram ads. Okay, let's get scary real quick. So all your data is owned to a certain extent by those platforms. Facebook owns Instagram, Snapchat is its own entity. Anything you're doing on that platform, they own. So, right, your status update from 10 years ago, boom, they they go ahead and really just put it back out there and own not just the data and the memory, but the analytics behind it. Right. So So what do you mean by analytics? Your age, your sex, your ethnicity, your interests. So in Facebook, targeting on the advertising platform of Facebook allows you to select an age range, a location, zip code, um, what type of interests you might have, like fashion, shoes, dogs, you're in the military. All this data 
is how social media for business purposes and to have brands go ahead and interact with you, that's how they use you. Just straight up. Right. And it's very dystopian, but guess what? That's what you've been doing for the past 15 years. Well, and it works too. If I'm on Instagram for 45 minutes a day, like how am I not going to be influenced by these types of things? Oh yeah. It's just going to happen. You're not just following friends. You're probably following some major accounts or oh brands. yeah all kinds of stuff yeah yeah like what's one major brand you follow one major brand that i follow first one that comes to my mind is probably a cheap lazy one like ford i follow like ford Ugh. on instagram i have a ford so of course i follow ford uh, just that's gross um well what's one that you follow i can you maybe draw a blank here uh, no, Ford was a good one in theory. I'm just personally disgusted by the brand. So, <laughs> um, okay, yeah, tit for tat. I follow. Oh, see now this is. This is it's a hard good to one. think about. It's hard to think. I have okay. I've tried to unfollow a lot of major brands. Yeah. Um, one I will still actively follow is probably more like a website like okay. io9 which is a website i go to every day uh-huh. they got an instagram so i'll follow it another one would be um dildos r us <laughs> that's not a thing <laughs> that's no and i'm not mom i'm not interested in that like that's not me okay the point is you follow something and they go ahead and make you aware of the latest product. Yes. The latest announcement, the latest bit of news. Ah, I followed uh, Vitamix not too long ago and I am now a proud owner of uh, Vitamix, which Whoa. I love. It's a great, no affiliation with Vitamix, by the way. Although, if you guys are listening, I would love to do some business with you. We'll talk after the show. Yeah. Okay, another one is Vice. We both follow Vice. I do like Vice. And there's a lot of content they put out. They're, they're a media platform that's really playing the social game very well now i have found myself influenced by some of the articles and topics that they've put out mm. so in a way that's kind of a way that they're influencing me or us using social media because i wouldn't have i never go to the vice website to look for articles the never. only way i'll read one of their articles is if i see an instagram post on it and if i think it's interesting enough to look further into and, and most of them are Joe tags me, and that's how I get the majority of my news. Exactly. <laughs> so that being said, let's talk about, we're talking about big major companies, quote unquote, using us through mm-hmm. social media. How about these influencers? Ah, uh, thank you. Okay. Influencers are going to be those on social media who are people. Just, they started off like you and me. Yes. Just normal people using <laughs> social media. And then they got the knack. We're posting better pictures, more refined, higher quality, yep. to go into restaurants and posting pictures of their meal. Really coming out of the generation of Foursquare and Yelp mm-hmm. reviews. Like, you were a Foursquare mayor, remember that? I never knew that was a thing. Actually. Yeah, oh, you could be a mayor and I mean like... Interesting. You could walk into a restaurant and be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rate your fucking <laughs> restaurant on Foursquare. You better give me a premium <laughs> service and meal. These influencers bounce, or uh, not bounce, they... Um, bypass the whole Yelp Google review kind of process because if they got 20,000 followers and a hot new restaurant opens and they know that this guy has 20,000 followers odds are this restaurant's gonna let that dude or girl eat there for free as long as they put a picture on there yes influence social media is all about influence but then you have these let's use the term macro influence you have these people who can really exert macro influence, meaning it's not just to your friends and family, but they have 
hundreds, if not thousands of people who are following them that they don't oh, yeah. know, that they've never met, that they've never personally interacted with. Yeah, because of the content that they push, people follow them in mass. Yes. We actually met an influencer in San Antonio once. We did. We did. And um, he's very well known for his look, if you will. Yes. And then he got Won't rid of... Won't say names, but yeah, he got rid of one thing that you've always been upset about. <laughs> Why'd he do that? You should that have never shaved. <laughs> I mean, it was practically in the logo. Identity, though, right? If we go back to that, that first episode. Yeah, if you build it. <laughs> and he admitted to us that this is something he was doing full time. But he, no, but he had told us that he just got on to full-time. So before he was working another job and then was able to get enough pool to pretty much sustain his own life based off of the money he was getting to put people's names out, restaurants, businesses, right. etc. Okay, so it's not just getting a free meal at this point. It's getting paid by another brand, another business mm. to tote their product, tote their restaurant, tote their whatever it is right and sometimes we don't even know it's happening yes like we just think oh i love so and so and i'm following him Uh or her and she loves i don't know snickers yeah most of the the restaurants that i've gone to here in san antonio have been because of posts from people like this on instagram oh yeah yeah oh yeah 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 you know who you are out there (laughs) (laughs) you know who you are this is san antonio baby you know who you are uh you know that being said though uh and this this couldn't apply for all of them but you we look at these influencers stories and pictures and man it just looks like they live the coolest most awesome funnest life ever that can't be the case all the time right they're normal people we all have our ups and downs and problems we've talked about the lady at the pearl who is posing Uh while her her i would say her um servant but it was her husband probably <laughs> was taking picture over picture over picture of her until they got it right right that's one example of how it influences us to do a very very refined process in achieving the perfect post we want people to think that it's a perfect situation when really it's all produced right or like my mom who sees people living this life and wants that wants to live it also but it's probably uh not that it might not be remarkable, but it's not as picturesque as one may imagine. If, if it's your friend's vacation photos, for all you know, it was a terrible time, terrible service. They got stung by a jellyfish. The yeah. restaurant food was terrible. There yeah. were bed bugs. They were arguing the whole trip. But hey, that's a beautiful picture by the yeah. beach. And she was on her period the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So realize that, okay... Anything you see on social media should be taken with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Somebody could pay for advertising in which you thought something was being touted because it's a good product. You could have a terrible product, but if you pay somebody enough money, you can get them to go ahead and promote whatever it is. Yeah. And make it look however they want. Mm-hmm. Instagram fitness models. You know, none of them really look like they do in their pictures. It's all perfect lighting. Well, I'm disappointed. Tell me more. <laughs> well, no, that's how it is. You know, you have a lot of people selling uh, nutrition programs for exercise. And it's that kind given of stuff. to them. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. These people are fit, but 
they don't look the way they look in their pictures. It's all lighting, Ooh, good camera we, work, all that kind of stuff. About, are we going to talk about filters? <laughs> oh, fi- oh, filters. You know how no, I, feel. I know how you feel about filters. Y'all, if y'all listen to any of the episodes before this, you know how I feel about filters, y'all. You've used filters. I don't use those type of filters. Which ones? The ones with the little like bunny ears sticking out of your head? What are oh, we talking about? I hard, I don't use those type of filters. No, I know at you all. don't use those, but I know you use like in the Instagram. Even today, you're like, oh, I'm gonna put New York on this one. That's a story. I know, That's but you st- use them. Yeah. Does not that filter make that story look a little bit more ah? Definitely. Absolutely. You got me. <laughs> I'm smiling because you got me. I do it too. <laughs> you don't, don't have to defend yourself in, in lieu of throwing me under a bus. No, um, and this really does segue into a couple of other topics on social media, but content. Mm-hmm. If you're not putting out content that people want to engage with, then you're not going to influence. No. You're not going to have followers. And right. You're not going to have likes. Yes. And so, okay, look. Not that it's something we condone in any way or um, really, t- you know, would support. But if you care that much about the likes, the comments, the engagement you're getting, then you better be putting out some badass content. Yeah. And at a decent frequency of pace. Which I think takes us to our next question and, and we, we, we've covered it a little bit here and there but what good does social media do? There's a lot of good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that I can talk to one of my best friends, Chris, who lives in Canada over Snapchat and send pictures to each other and stuff like that. I like that Facebook allows us to check in after a disaster or some sort of event. I think that's amazing. That's awesome. Again, we wouldn't have been able to interact with this person over a phone call at times because maybe a cell tower is out. Right. But I mean, somehow in this example, there's data or internet (laughs) and (laughs) we can see that they checked in safely after a hurricane. You know that they're okay. Those are big benefits. Again, long distance. Joe's already mentioned that right now. And then there's also time. Mm. Getting able to find people that you didn't talk to in ages. And not only that, but being able to plan and coordinate things pretty easily. So many people, you know, I've literally gotten wedding invitations via Facebook invites before. Yeah. People use it. And then there's groups that yes. allow people to come together that wouldn't have been able to interact before. Um, there are groups for locally, AA, comedians, garage sailors, yeah. um, mothers who... Garage sailors. I imagine like a girl, like someone sailing in the ocean on a garage. <laughs> oh my God, that's... Now I can't get that out of my and mind. You can... <laughs> and so there's a way for these platforms to bring us together. We can use hashtags to find other people who, I don't know, are into American dolls. Hashtag American dolls. That's probably a hashtag and there'll be a lot of pictures that come up with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. There is... Oh, well. Now they're freaky. Don't look, don't look, oh, I don't God. look it up. <laughs> there's, there's 300,475,706 
hashtags used on American dolls. But that being said, uh, there are people that genuinely love their American dolls. Y'all are freaky. A hundred years ago, someone may feel alone in their opinions or in their hobbies, but now it's really impossible to feel alone with all these outlets and like-minded people that we have around us. If you are a 45-year-old man searching for the hashtag American dolls, you need to stay alone. (laughs) That's not nice. (laughs) I'm sorry. Because most of them are in that category. (laughs) They can be friends. Good point. Yeah. Good point. You know what that was? That was me being negative. Uh huh. Get that toxicity out of here, Greg. Oh, that's another (laughs) one of our questions. (laughs) (laughs) So, what what is the deal with all this outrage and toxicity that social media is creating now? I think we're seeing it a lot recently because of uh, the recent upcoming election. And because of our current president. Yes. Oh, yeah. So. Who is very social media influenced or uses. He has a Twitter. He's a Twitter user. And Joe and I are not tweeters. No, no. I don't like to tweet. Yeah, I don't tweet. Or twit, whatever you say. I think it would be twit. (laughs) Okay, look. As an English literature major and a winner of the Princeton Prize in Race Relations, I'd have to say that... Joe's about to flip shit. No, Uh, I was just about to say that he really did win that award. That's not a made-up award. That is a thing that he has won. And he will mention it on a weekly basis. I try. (laughs) Okay, so I almost don't remember where I was going. Something about tweeting. Okay. We don't tweet, and we don't use it in all seriousness. And it's almost... Unless you are a major brand, celebrity, somebody like this, it's really just a way to throw your thoughts into the nether. Yes. Like, just, I don't, I want somebody to hear me or possibly read me. So, um, I'm in line at Starbucks and this bitch won't get her order done already. That's a tweet I read today. Wow. In my head. In your head? <laughs> On your, your personal, uh, I, Twitter feed in your yeah, brain? Dude, Twitter in my head is oh. off the hook. Well, but, you know, coming back to the question about spreading toxicity, yes. Twitter is a very good platform in order to do that. Not that that's the only thing it does, but have you ever heard of the term, uh, subtweeting? Or like, a, is that like a retweet? No, it's more like, uh, you're talking about someone without talking about someone. So I've had actually a recent case where, you know, someone said, oh, look what this person said about me on Twitter, right? Uh, Sent a screenshot of the thing and it doesn't doesn't mention a name, doesn't tag anything. It just describes the situation, right? Which is also like a category of shade. Sure, exactly, exactly. So this situation is obviously calling out this person. You would never know who the person was unless you knew of the situation. But this person decided to vent this situation out on Twitter without saying anything to or about the specific person, which in my opinion is extremely cowardly, first of all. You know what I mean? If you have something negative or dealing with something with someone, go either talk to them about it or get over it. You don't need to uh, hiddenly shame them on Twitter. No one, no one cares. That's, and speaking of tweeting, our president, just tweeted a meme the other day based on Game of Thrones saying tariffs are coming and HBO fucking shut that down and said to a media outlet, we would prefer if the president did not use our copyrighted material to tweet. Which is hilarious because they'll let 
anyone use a meme with a Game of Thrones I mean, kind of Winter thing. is Coming was yeah. probably the meme of 2016. Yeah, one of those years. <laughs> <laughs> Let us not review our age yet. We'll do that later in the episode. Again, another Greg, another great segue. Just, I mean, it's building up on each other. And so, uh-huh. actually, our last question received, and we received it in a longer form, but I think the best way to put it is. What is the deal with social media and cyberstalking? So, so be more specific. What do you mean by cyberstalking? Okay. I'll ask you this. Okay. I, and I, look, this is, a good, this is a good question that we get to bounce. Let's ask each other about this. Sounds good. Have you ever used social media to keep tabs on another person without sure. them knowing? Yeah, sure. It's funny because, you know, when you say it out loud or think about it, it sounds horrible and almost, like, weird. Yeah. But everyone that I've known that's been my age has done it. Have you done it? Yeah. Yeah, people do it. People will go check in on a person. Uh, An ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, Something like that. An ex-friend. You know, oh, I wonder what this person's up to. You think about them and you have this way to access them, sort of. So you go check in it. Yeah, like a rival too. Right. There's, oh, what are they doing? What are they talking oh, yeah. about? You don't you don't follow them on Instagram, but their huh. account is public, so you like right. You know their username. It's, it's still there yeah. in your top searches. Uh-huh. Even you don't follow, like you're afraid to let anybody see you search because it's gonna pull. You know it's gonna be the first one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've seen I've seen your search history. <laughs> He's looking around thinking. <laughs> no, I could pull up my search bar right now and probably tell you. I mean, before doing it, tell you exactly uh-huh. what's going to pop up. I will tell you that there are a few people you will not find because I just don't think about. Right. And it's funny how that works. We can care so little about somebody yet mm. we cyberstalk them. How about the uh, how about the opposite of cyberstalk? Where cyber ghosting? No, 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 no. Where uh, we, where someone desires the cyber stock. For instance, for instance, you put an Instagram story, you put a Snapchat story, and you can see who sees your story, right? And there's this one particular person that you hope sees that story. (gasps) So you look and you wait to see if their name pops up on it. Have you ever done that? Our buddy Brian does this all the time on Snapchat. Brian, oh, that's always a talking point whenever we hang out is, oh, look who looked at my story. (laughs) It's like, dude. (laughs) And um, there's also, so that's like the subtweet. Yes. That's a great connection. Like, I'm going to go ahead and hope that somebody sees this picture and caption or this Facebook check-in or status. And, right, it's kind of like you just hope that they see it. And it's funny because we don't gain anything from that. No. In fact, that just adds to our own resentment and negativity. Yes. It's self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, I mean, it could be, it doesn't always have to be negative. It could be like, you know, say you have a crush on someone and you want them to see your story where you look fly in that new jacket mm-hmm. you bought. And or, you're like, oh yeah, she saw it, the cool. It's a way to keep tabs on somebody you know has a crush on you. Mm, to see if they're still liking you. See if they're still seeing them stories. Like they've been looking at every one of my stories. Uh-huh. I better be careful because I'm going to the, I'm going to press coffee, and I, if I put this on my story, they might show up. So this is great that we're talking about this because it almost feels like social media has influenced the way that we date now, mm-hmm. and we will get to that. But I think first we have an ad from 
I guess I wouldn't say sponsors. How would you describe it? Our ads are going to be a little different this time around with Look, the election coming up. We want people to really share their voice this election. And as somebody who, as I'll speak for the both of us, thank you. I mean, we're, we're people who understand the cynicism and negativity surrounding this sort of process and in the past have really stayed away from it, but not this year. But we figured we're going to be political in any way. We need to let everyone have a voice. Yeah, uh, we're not going to pick sides on this forum. Uh, you voted, did you vote? I did vote. I did vote too. We have our opinions, obviously, but... Each of your opinions is your own. We don't hold any biases here. The fact is, go out. If you have an opinion, go and voice it if you feel if you want to. Yes. So with that said, um, these are not sponsors. And again, we are very unbiased about any affiliation with these organizations. Here is the first message from one of our advertisers. Ever since I was a little girl, I love Texas and I love my country. But right now, y'all, I'm concerned for the state that we're in. All these liberals out here, all they talk about, all they want is change. Well, change ain't good. That's why, come November 6th, I'm going to vote for the people's candidate. Hi, I'm Ebenezer Flufferkunt III. And women like Miriam have suffered far too long. These minorities are infringing on our right to have luxurious lawns and all the water we want to spend our water limits on during summer. They want us to be friends with blacks and Hispanics. They want other women to have the freedom to do what they want with their bodies. I ain't gonna have it. I'm Ebenezer Flufferkunt III, and come November 6th, together we can end this freedom. Okay, that was pretty fucked up. Yeah, that was a crazy ad. Did we hear that before we decided to put it on the podcast? I mean, I didn't. I thought you did. No, absolutely not. I thought you did. Oh, God. Did you hear the other one? No. Well, we'll deal with that later. Anyways, back to social media. Dude, one thing we haven't talked about, and it's a big one. Snapchat. Oh, you know how I feel about Snapchat. How do you feel about Snapchat? Okay. So, Kim Kardashian really did a lot for social media. Paris Hilton invented the selfie. Kim Kardashian made social media a way to make a living. True. Snapchat fucking reinvented the way we sexed. Yeah, that's usually the platform that people will do it on because I guess, quote unquote, it's safe in the sense that nothing's saved. That self-destruction of messages allows you to say the most sexually explicit things to your coworkers, your friends, your sister, without- Nudes. The concept of sending nudes has changed a lot because of Snapchat. And then the ability to know if somebody has screenshotted. Oh yeah. Which is not, that's not a cool thing to do. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't do a preemptive screenshot on something like that. Fellas, you have to ask for consent. Yes. That includes saving nudes. Yes. Even then, look, at this point, we shouldn't really even be sending nudes to each other. Joe? I have no comment. You know, it's for one, (laughs) for once, I'm glad that 
I don't look like the pervert. <laughs> oh, it's not perverted to send or receive nudes. I will tell if a it happens, story. It happens. Tell the story. On the importance of Snapchat and the way it has revolutionized the way we sexed. So, b- back in my day, <laughs> um, I worked. Gosh. So, I, I, I was around, I was 21, 22. And I had a manager who I became very close with because she learned a lot about me. We shared an office together. She was about 29, 28 at the time. And being stuck in an office together, you really are forced to get to know each other and learn about what's going on in your dating life. Social media becomes a part of that. This is back in the day, and actually funny enough relates to the last episode as far as um, dating, when you would have to go ahead and just take a picture of your dick and send it through text. So I had a dick pic saved in my photo library and I had just taken it the night before. This was my manager's going away party the next night and she was drinking, having a good time and wanted me to take photos of her and a couple of other people before leaving. So. I, right, I had my phone. Oh yeah, I'm more than glad to go ahead and take a picture. Well, after I took a couple of pictures, she snatched my phone and started going through the photos. You can't do that. If you guys, if any of you have someone's phone, you're looking in the gallery of photos, you cannot scroll left or right. You don't know what you're gonna find. Or you ask per, like you- Yes. I think it's actually very okay to say, how far can I scroll? I think so too. Like we, that's a good one. we yeah, all that's know courtesy. the risk. Like this is 2018. Everyone's got some nudes, or just stuff that you know. Hey, that's, don't that's, don't look at my pictures. You know? I do not have any nudes in my gallery right now. I don't in mine. Yeah, I'm. I've been nude free since <laughs> since when? <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know, anyone who cares, I have actually not taken a nude in months and months so this this woman swipes too far uh-huh and oh my god swipes straight into the dick pic oh, and no. there is a shriek <laughs> she throws the phone at me and then just balls over in laughter and everyone standing around us is like what is going on what's so funny what's because she just she couldn't even did she explain to them what was going on i immediately said I and left. Oh. And I don't think I ever so saw you didn't her stay again. There. Really? Pretty much. Dang. Um, I mean, we, she was cool with it. She, we did have a moment of exchange where she gave me a hug and said, it's, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. like, but you shouldn't have gone that far. Yeah. And Well, maybe next time don't save them in the main gallery, put them somewhere else. Well, we didn't have hidden albums back then. No? Really? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to have some dignity left after telling that story. So, but I mean, talking about this and talking about this whole, how you're saying Snapchat changed sexting. Well, I mean, more so than that, social media has changed dating and how the, the way that we interact in a relationship. You know what I mean? I think that, okay, so about three months ago, I had met somebody on a dating app and they wanted to get to know me more and everything was Right, it was a back and forth conversation. They found it very like vulnerable or not aggressive, that's not the right word, but they were taken aback when I said, here's my Instagram, just check it out. 
That's becoming more popular popularized recently though. Where mm-hmm. instead of exchanging numbers, hey, you know, add me on Instagram, or add me snap. on Facebook. I think I Facebook I, is like the last thing yeah, for me. I do like the idea of exchanging an Instagram because you know, if you're having a brief exchange at a bar or an event or something, it's not you don't get to know the person that much. Well, you have something to learn about them, you know, later. You know, hey, here's my Instagram. They're inviting you to look into a little bit of their personal life, not all of it, but enough to say, this is what I do, this is where I like to go, this is what I feel about this, and so and so, yada yada kind of thing. I've seen him do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess you have. <laughs> and so, that's something where, okay, like, let's say I, I meet somebody no matter what, this is dating aside. Right. I actually say, hey, do you have an Instagram first? Like, okay, if I go to Brick at Blue Star, which is like a vendor event that we have here in San Antonio from time to time, and I meet somebody that's super cool, right? There's maybe a way we can collaborate, or I see them as a potential friend, anything like that. Just somebody I'd want to have a conversation with again. I actually go first to the, hey, do you have an Instagram? Instead of saying like, do you, can I get your number? Number's so personal now. It's like almost like there's like layers of vulnerability well, based on what uh, access to yourself that you give to someone. Social media has made that a benefit and a detriment to the way we interact with each other. So it used to be that when we were in middle school and we wanted to call our girlfriend or call a friend, we called their house phone. Oh, I think you, uh, I think I, I missed that gap. I was always part of the uh, AOL Instant Messenger kind of thing. Oh, I, I'm not were, that old. Were, were you in that I gap? Aim, but Dude, that's how I talked to all the girls in middle school. I'd be there, then my mom would call me for dinner. I'd be like, hold on, mom. The BRB, BRB was a big thing. Oh my God, I'm old. I remember having to call forget her name. I remember having to call, oh, I thought I'd never forget my first girlfriend's name. Wow, how could you? I remember all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't doubt that. (laughs) I I used to have to call Brandy's house. Brandy? I had a dog named Brandy one time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah, Maybe it was the same person. (laughs) Entity. And I had to ask for Brandy. And then they would hand the phone over to Brandy and we would talk for, I can't remember how long or what about, uh-huh. but that's how we used to interact with each other. And then they moved to AIM, which right. is also a form of social media in a way. Because, yeah, again, I would say so. It allowed you to engage with other people digitally right. in a fast and efficient way. Then cell phones kind of became more of the norm. People were texting a lot. Exactly. Don't waste those texts. So. Yeah. And then social media came, and as long as you had data, as long as you had internet, it allowed you to send unlimited texts, right. have unlimited conversations. Right. And really, social media in that way has been a big plus for society. Yes. Um, but closing out on Snapchat, because I noticed that... Gen Z and Snapchat, they're all about the streaks. They really like the streaks. I've seen a couple of memes, you know, on Instagram about that the other day. I was like, oh, I don't really care about the streaks. What do you know about the streaks? Well, it's when you're, uh, 
okay, before they used to do it, remember when they used to let people see who your best friends were? Oh. Who you was, that would cause some problems, dude. That was Whoa. a big deal, yeah, and they cut that off right away. So the streak is a similar thing. Because, see, girlfriends and boyfriends and exactly. all that Exactly, really messed with dating. So Y'all streaks, know what we're talking about. Streaks are a similar thing, except I don't think, yeah, like I can't see who you've had a streak with or, who, or you can't see who I've had a streak with. But the idea is if I Snapchat you, we Snapchat today, right? And then we Snapchat tomorrow. We Snapchat the next day. We Snapchat the fourth day. We start a streak. We have a four day streak. And based on the level of days, they'll give different icons. Like I think one is like a fire for so many days. And smiley. Yes, and then I think best friend is, uh, what is it? I'll pull it up right now and see what it is. Let me see. Is it a tomato? I don't think it's a tomato. It's a pumpkin. I don't think I have a best friend streak. That's kind of- A heart. It's a heart, you're right. It's a heart, and then it's a red heart and then a golden heart? I've seen, Maybe? I've seen those. It's one of those, it's one of okay, those Okay, but things. what's the point? I have no I mean, I don't know the point in making it such a big deal. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know. That's something I, I, I honestly have no idea. Listeners, if you are one of these people who knows more about streaks, please message us as soon as you hear this. Yeah, why are the streaks so important? More about the streaks. Because in all the mysteries of social media, streaks has probably got to be one of the biggest ones. At least for us. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to say that probably for more people our age. No, I think so too, but definitely for us. And just like that, we've pretty much talked about Snapchat in the way, at least I wanted to cover it, in which you had a, revolu- a revolution in the way we sexed each other. You had self-destructing messages. And even to this day, I think a part of the benefit of Snap is just having fun with these quick messages that you can send as pictures and video back and forth. I love that I can send someone a picture and then it won't take up space in my phone because it'll be immediately deleted. That too. It doesn't yeah. use as much data. Right. And um, you get a lot of funny little moments on yes. Snapchat. Yes, you can draw on the pictures, do that kind of thing. Yeah. We used to do that a lot where we'd like draw on each other. Very elaborate stuff oh, too. Yeah. I have some of them saved. I've got a really elaborate um, snap drawing saved on my phone of Joe's Medea from Medea's Do you really? <laughs> I'll show you after Yeah, okay, this. cool. I forgot about that. Oh, speaking of which, I do not like, okay, no, it's not that I dislike it, but it's that it sometimes bring back brings back bad memories. Okay. But Snapchat has memories. And it's oh, funny. Oh, I do like it when they are good memories. Yeah, but sometimes they're bad memories. Ah, can you give an example? Um, yeah, I will. So, <laughs> I'll give you two examples. Okay. One is, I got one that was the other day, two years ago. Uh-huh. And it's us looking like we used to look two years oh, ago. Oh, you sent me that. You yeah. said, yes. That was a good and a bad because- Oh so, yeah, it's super funny. But for some context, back when, the, what, this was a year ago or two years two ago? Two years ago. It was, okay, so- it told me so. Two years ago, uh, me and Greg were both pretty overweight. And when he sent why, me this- Why do you have to tell him like that? Because we were pretty overweight. <laughs> what can you, hey, can you be a little more dis- discreet? We were fat. <laughs> Joe, you can't say that. Dude, as being someone who used to be fat, yes, I can totally say that, yes, I was fat. And I'm okay with it. You should be too. 
you are body shaming me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. we, we, we weren't at our prime. We didn't look the greatest. And when I saw it, I opened it. I think I woke up from a nap and opened it. I was like, oh, God. I was like, that's how we looked. And in a way, it was like, oh, I had no idea back then. But now I'm like, it was kind of a good thing because it was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we've you know moved up a little and look a little bit better, a little bit healthier, that kind of stuff. I'll give another, I'll give a plus on okay. one of these memories. So he, so we, he, sorry, I just got a text that distracted me from somebody who hasn't texted <laughs> me in a very long time. This is, we talk about anything that happens while we're podcasting. Just get used to it, people. <laughs> if a man with a giant strap on dildo broke into my apartment oh right my now. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, there was a moment, again, us like two years ago, but it was a funny moment where... Oh, I liked this one. Joe and I are having an exchange, <laughs> and it's Halloween-based, and... This was a year ago. That was a year ago. Yeah. And Joe looks up at the camera while he's bitching about not having seen a Halloween movie all week. You know what's messed up? What? I didn't watch any scary Halloween movies uh, this Halloween season. And that Snapchat reminded me of it. And it made me think, I did it again. <laughs> How could I do this to myself? I love scary movies. I couldn't believe it. That's fucking hilarious. But basically, Greg's filming me. And I, I look up as I'm here complaining about this thing that I noticed. And all I can say is... Are you filming me? <laughs> and then it just ends. It's, it's funny. <laughs> it, was, it was so belligerent. It could not be funny. <laughs> and um, another down was I got a, a memory of my ex. That's rough. Yeah. That can be rough. And it was one of those where it's like, well, fuck you, Snapchat. Yeah. Like, oh, thanks a lot. I was doing all right today. And yeah. I got to see this kind of thing. It just throws salt in my eyes. Was it a, a happy memory, at least for the time? It was. I, I had a moment to reflect on it. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of emotions surrounding that moment. But overall, I think that it's a very interesting aspect that social media introduces to our lives because Facebook does the same thing. Yeah, I wouldn't remember all this stuff that you sent me had you not have had it saved oh, somewhere the, digitally. The Facebook memories? Uh-huh. I will sometimes go, like if it's a post from uh-huh. eight years ago, and that's crazy. I can get a, a Facebook memory from, get this, 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they save everything, by the way, guys. Anything you post. Actually, I'm going to show Greg this right now. I'm opening up my Instagram. Uh-huh. I thought this was cool because I didn't realize it till the other day. But you look at my main page, yeah. and there's a little circle where it has a story. You know how you can put, post stories on Instagram? Well, check this out. This story is all about food that I've either, either cooked or eaten at restaurants. 12 weeks ago, 14 weeks ago, and it just goes down the line. Nothing but food from different times and areas Nothing in my life, me. right? Yeah, seriously. And so that means that not only is everything you put on a story saved, but some program went in, saw all your stories, saw all these pictures that were alike, and then algorithm, and then glued them together to make one story that you can then add because it's a food story. It even made its own little plate, fork, and knife kind of thing. So anything you say or send on these social media apps, it's going to be saved forever. And on that note, your tweets are saved in the Library of Congress. R.I.P. James Gunn. Oh. <laughs> I thought he died for a second. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. So if you guys don't get that reference, James Gunn is the director of 
Guardians the, of the Galaxy. The beloved Guardians of the yes. Galaxy series. One two. Yeah. And ten years ago, he tweeted satirical jokes about pedophilia and like government shit. It was messed up stuff, you know. It, it was very vulgar kind of things I that were it. inappropriate. But he didn't. He meant him like Greg said to be satirical. He didn't mean any offense. He doesn't condone that behavior or anything like he that. He was calling people out and right. using satirical humor to do so. He never deleted them. And Disney was made aware of this, and they axed his ass. You know what's crazy? You know how, I mean, this is proposed. I don't know how true this is or not, but do you know how they were made aware of it? James Gunn was saying anti-Donald Trump, uh, anti-government kind of things, so the government pulled him out and gave him to Disney, or at least, like, uh turned him on to those tweets. It was either, Maybe that's true, it I don't know. was pundits, it was political right. activists yes. on that side of the aisle. Uh-huh. That's, unfortunately, what social media can do to you nowadays. So think about it. And speaking of politics, I think yeah. it's time for our last sponsor. Uh, I would not call today's advertisements our sponsors. Yeah, our next that first one. advertiser. But we wanted to represent all aspects of uh, political candidates just yes. to not be biased. And to be fair for all you guys, because, you know, we don't judge on who you vote for or who you don't vote for. Mm-hmm. Or even if you don't vote. And everyone today is represented except for the Green Party, independents, libertarians, and um, pretty much everyone else. Yeah, people don't vote for them anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it's useless. All right, well, let's hear it. Hi, my name is Sage, and I'm here to tell you today about the man of the people. Not everyone is a man of the people, but this candidate, I can pretty much assure you from what I've read online, like Facebook and seen on Instagram when my friends are posting stories about him, I'm pretty sure he's a man of the people. Hello, my name's uh, Russell McGinney and uh, they say I'm the man of the people. I'm running for the Democratic Party this November 6th, and I'd really appreciate it if y'all would go out and vote for me. But I mean, you don't have to, but I'd like it if you would. You know, over here, we, we just kind of want to help uh, help people out, you know, help uh, you know, poor people, help teachers, help uh, make education better. But we just kind of need most, if not all, of your tax-paying dollars in order to do all those things. So. Go ahead, come out and vote. We could, we could, you know, we could help all those people. Just, you know, give us, give us some of your cash. Where do you vote? I'm not sure. What do I have to do before I go vote? I've heard about, uh, they say something about, like, registering? Register? Yeah. You mean, like, take down my information and data? Yeah, that. Well, I'm not gonna do that. Well, that's your choice, and that's what I stand for. Russell McGinney, the man of the people. I like you. Thanks. Uh, that's very confusing. It was better than the first ad. Yeah, but I feel like doing nothing now. Yeah, me too. Huh. Well, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, just to recap, social media, it can be good. It can be bad. 
it can really influence the way you think and feel about yourself on a biological and chemistry makeup level it has changed the way we do business it has changed the way we look at each other on a day-to-day -day basis especially after watching your snap story last night rebecca we know you went out and we know you're hungover and it's changed the way we even date I see you liking my stories and my <laughs> my posts out there. I, I want to thank you from the bottom of my groin. Speaking of thanks, thanks for everyone that submitted those questions. They were great questions, really made up the backbone of this episode. Couldn't have done it without y'all. I, I want to go ahead and, and also take a moment to share how, especially after the last episode, Sex and Dating in 2018, there was a outpour of responses and comments that mean not just the world to me, Greg, but the world to Joe, in which that's why we do what we do and why, again, we're trying to have fun here, but we're always trying to talk about something that's constantly impacting our world. And we wanna talk about the things that nobody wants to talk about. So thank you for the warm responses, for the words of encouragement, for the questions and a preview of what's to come as we go a little bit deeper into the season. So next episode, we will give you that complacency episode that we promised. So don't get complacent on us, listeners. Yeah. It will be good. You know, I'm actually I'm kind of feeling like uh, I don't know if I I don't know if I feel like I want to do that anymore. And that's what we don't want. But we will have our first guests on that episode so it should be interesting yes and the slew of episodes after are going to have guests as well we're going to be doing some pretty fun topics and getting to interact with local san antonians and local artists comedians and musicians i'm very excited for that oh those yeah people. it's gonna be cool so we're not ready to reveal who's coming out on the show but we are excited to have them and yes, this is a little bit of, we're not sure exactly who's gonna be on what yet, but. We have an idea. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you send that text? Oh shit. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Till next time, everyone, thank you. Signing off, I'm Gregory Valdez. I'm Jordan on this. And we love you. And we're the wild bunch. <laughs>